Hello, and welcome to the World We Live In podcast. I'm your host, Eric Patterson. Alongside me is Kyle Malden. Join us as we explore the amazing, mysterious aspects of our planet's cultures, history, and future trends. Just woke up from a nap, feeling energized, revitalized. Yes. Rejuvenized. Ooh. Rejuvenized. That's good. That's Deli- Delicionable. <laughs> Delicionable and rejuvenized. That's always good. Um, how we doing? How's work? Works good. Works good. Works good. It's August. Football is back. If you didn't know, as we've, as we, as we've <laughs> week, said a couple weeks, week four of football is back. We're football guys. Um, yeah, works good. Works good, dude, just super busy. I mean, with the, with the season, um, picking up. Yeah, I feel like for as busy as you were off season, trying to get stuff going, in season, just, just as busy. Well, right, it's just a different busy. Instead of, like, having high volumes of, like, meetings and calls and, like, emails and stuff, because you're off season, you're not bopping around, this is, like hey, run over and, like, do this or set up this or take care of that because there's going to be 69,000 people in, you know, a 30-acre space, a 20-acre <laughs> space in 48 hours, so. Damn. Well, that's what, good. What are you up to? Go Titans. Tighten up. Tighten up. Dude, just waiting for uh, the arrival of fall. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. You're looking uh, fit these days. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I noticed how those new pants from J. Crew. Uh, oh yeah, you know, yeah. Nice and snug. Little, uh, little tight in the rear. Just <laughs> <laughs> say they're tight where they tight where it matters. Tight where it matters. Tight where the, what what do people want? I'm just giving the people what they want. Oh, Mazatov. Mazatov. That I think that wall that cup behind you also has water in it. So. Ooh. Yeah. Anywho, um, dude, I just got a couple a uh, couple small news articles and then we'll get into our uh, big. Uh, or bigger stories, but um, <laughs> I saw this article from GQ. Uh-huh. Kind of concerning. Ooh. The opening line is "Men are doomed." Yes. Um, the article is talking about how um, there was a study done by the Hebrew University um, Mount Sinai, and they did a. It was a meta-analysis by a team of epidemiologists, clinicians, and researchers that um, assembled data from 185 studies which examined semen from 43,000 men. It showed that the human race is apparently on a trend line toward becoming unable to reproduce itself. It says sperm counts went from 98 million sperm... Per millimeter of semen in 1973 to 47 million per milliliter in 2011. Mm -hmm. And the decline has been accelerating. That's from uh, all the radiation from cell phones. Yeah. And standing in front of microwaves and putting (laughs) uh, computers on our lap. I have heard the computers and the cell phones in our pockets. When I was in middle school, I was told that yellow Gatorade lowers your sperm count because of the coloring, mm-hmm. and I have limited my yellow Gatorade use. I've heard that as well, yeah. Although I'm pretty sure that one's not true. I'd be more worried about having a phone, like, I'd be more concerned four inches from your... Yeah, radiation. We don't think about that. We don't think about... Not, radiation. Not, not day to day. Not day to day. I stand in front of the no. microwave every time I use it. I do it. too. I wait for my <laughs> I wait for my stuff like right in front of me. I intentionally. I look at it. Uh-huh. I stare at it. It's it's like yeah. you are like several centimeters. 
put my just... nose against the microwave. I'm just kidding. I don't do that, Mom. I do stand in front of the microwave, though. Yeah, no, I do. I do. Um, that's not something that I think about. No. Um... Oh, what, are you, what am I supposed to do? Put my phone in my back pocket and get it stolen every weekend? I know. I know. Um, it, what am I, just not reproduce anymore because of my cell phone? Well, I guess it would just... That's Dude, that is still a lot of sperm. It's a lot. If you think about 47 million per millimeter... That's more than I can count. That's a lot. All it takes is one. That's what they say. That, I mean, yeah. Apparently. Apparently. Danger, the danger and the gift. Are men, are men doomed? I feel like that's an overreaction, but I, do. I, I don't appreciate the negative trend. I don't, I don't appreciate it. It wasn't, it wasn't gentlemen's quarterly though, so that's the other. Conf- I mean, I assume, I assume it was obviously to get a reaction, but if that study, the study found that it is a little concerning. Uh, I mean, dude, they they brought in data from 185 studies, almost 43,000 men. Wow. I mean, I would love to know where, like, were those studies just in first world countries? I would assume so. Ooh, that's a good point. I would I, assume, I'd but, imagine. yeah, but I don't know. First world countries, probably Western countries. Yeah. There's a quote that said, we should hope for the best and prepare for the worst. Yeah. Wow. Hashtag inspired. (laughs) Hashtag inspired. (laughs) Um, Anyway, move away from that. Um, Snakes on a plane. Ooh. Passenger flew from Germany to Russia. Sorry. (laughs) I wasn't going to say something. I'm not going to say it. Sorry for interrupting. Yeah. You better shut up over (laughs) there. He flew from Germany to Russia with 20 snakes in his bag. Um... A passenger flying from Germany to Russia, this is from Fox News, caused a stir when it was discovered he was carrying 20 snakes in his bag. The man said he bought the snakes at a market in Germany, apparently. The reptiles were in canisters packed in bags. At least he just didn't have them in the bag. At least he was at least went through the courtesy appropriately to canister. Yeah. Um, the species of snakes will be determined by specialists, but according to preliminary information, they are not a venomous species. Um, I want to know how he got through security with snakes. I agree. Maybe the canisters were... I don't know. I mean, hopefully they'd open them up if you couldn't see what was in them. I mean, you would think... Do you think um, they... He was I wonder what a, a snake would look like on the... On a thing? Huh. Yeah, I don't... Well, I assume they could penetrate the canisters with the scanning... Technology. I don't know. I don't know. I that, think these the X rays. I have. think these X rays. Um, the freaking beams. The beams. No. Um, you feel like they should though. I like. Why was that allowed? Maybe the dude behind the uh, operating thing was like, sick. Well, like, <laughs> I, like I get they're non venomous, but yeah, but they're still snakes. Yeah, I've never been bitten by a snake, but I imagine if you get enough snake bites, you can just die. Yeah, I don't know. Right? Like, I don't know. There's 23 snakes. Hypothetically, if one snake, if 23 snakes just bit one person, uh-huh. like you'd probably go into shock. Like it still hurts. Yeah. You just won't maybe die immediately. That's like what, do you, what are you thinking? Like, ow. <sighs> you okay over there? Yeah, my chest hair got caught in my laptop. Ugh, hate that. <laughs> I've had that happen to my leg hair. Speaking of laptops on our <laughs> on our laps um yeah good for him getting through I bet he felt really successful when he got through security with snakes I wonder I feel like going through that he was like eh, maybe I might I might not I feel like the bag would be loud with snakes yeah it's like hissing not if, if they're, they're in canisters if they're in canisters if they're in canisters so then how how was how was it uh discovered Darko doesn't say. Just says he. I think he. Ended, I think Russian customs grabbed grabbed the snakes. So it sounds like someone found it. Yeah. Um, the snakes were quarantined in Moscow because the passenger lacked proper documents. 
including from vet, including from veterinarians. Is that the, the snakes from, is that the only reason they were <laughs> apparently man? German authorities noted there were no incidents at the security check before departure departure in Dusseldorf and said carrying snakes on a plane isn't illegal but proper approval is necessary so there you go wow it's not illegal there you have it that's wild love Germany um here's another one real fast just for your entertainment Delhi worker faces criminal charges oh, for no. allegedly eating ninety two hundred dollars worth of deli meat if she ate two ounces a day, five days a week for eight years, that adds up to 260 pounds of ham. <laughs> where Where is this from? This says... Please tell um, me it's like Wisconsin. Uh, where is it from? Um, an Ohio grocery store employee... I love it. It's either Ohio or Florida, I swear to God. <laughs> or California every now and then. It's either Ohio, Florida, That's true. or California. I should have known better. I should have known. known better. Um... Facing theft charges for allegedly stealing $9,200 worth of deli meat. Um, she didn't steal all the ham at once. She did it in three, four, or five pieces at a time. Which, understandable. That's yeah, yeah. smart. That's just like That's a smart. Just like a little grab. Yeah, you don't just take two big hams carrying them by your, uh, carrying them by your sides at one time. You gotta, you gotta ease it. You gotta ease it out. Um, during her time there, the woman reportedly helped herself to a to five slices of ham every day, occasionally switching it up with a few with a few slices of salami. Salami, you know, you got to be cultured. Uh, the store's loss prevention manager reported the theft after receiving a tip about the unauthorized ham scarfing. This is from Vice News, and she admitted her crime to deputies from the county sheriff's department on Friday. Wow! So there you go. Protect and serve. Thank Protect you for serve. your service, Ohio. Police. Yes, love it. I was watching. I told you I was watching live, uh, live PD on uh-huh. YouTube. Yeah, that's a good one. That's some crazy stuff, man. That's some crazy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Live, live PD. You. There's some good stuff. <laughs> There's some really good. Stuff. I was watching one on on live PD where. The, the people were going from one party to another, and they all had been drinking, mm-hmm. and, they. Like, the, the cops fall on them, like, can see they're, like, swerved from a little bit. Yeah. Flips on their lights. So, the guy stops the car, and all four people just start running. Oh, no. With the beer in hand, and, like, they get caught. And the police officer's like, I get why the one guy was running, because he would have gotten a DUI. Mm-hmm. But the rest of you weren't doing anything illegal. You were just, <laughs> you were just intoxicating passengers. But now, we're going to charge you with, like... With like running, yeah, you know, like evading. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they're just like, oh no, man. He's like, why Why didn't you leave the beer? And he's like, yeah, well, we stole it. Oh my gosh. You know what's crazy? What people will admit to police. <laughs> oh, it's unbelievable. The police are, the police in these videos, you know that they know that they can get away with just asking people questions uh-huh. and they're not going to well, lie to them. Right. What'd you get through? Oh, we stole it. Yeah. Well, we didn't. No, you could have just said we bought it at the grocery store. <laughs> They'll be like, okay. Were they going to ask for a receipt? <laughs> what? I mean, come on. Um, yeah, the craziest thing I saw was these two guys got pulled over at a gas station, and um, they had four, I think it was four pounds of crystal meth in their Whoa. car, along with like marijuana paraphernalia, marijuana paraphernalia. Yeah, so... Four pounds. Of Four pounds. Out. It was in these. It was in these containers. What up, Walter White? Holy cow! I know. Crazy. Did you just come from. I mean, dude, pounds. I wonder how many gallon bags that is. It was in these plastic boxes. Oh, okay. Like uh, Tupperware containers. Yeah. Yeah. So unsuspecting. <laughs> Some good old fashioned Tupperware. Yeah. Yeah. Except well, it's crystal meth. So it's yeah. Except <laughs> so don't eat it. <laughs> Um, special type of person. Special type of person. Uh, well, cool. Also, I cannot imagine how bad that is for your teeth. Oh, like your dude. gums. People are like, oh, don't eat candy. Mm. Mm, don't smoke meth. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Um. Wild, wild stuff. But 
we do have a couple wild stories. Yeah, we do. We got one wild <clears throat> story, and then I got a couple small, small little uh, stories at the end. So first off, we have to give a shout out to our uh, CrossFit um, coach Trey. Um, hopefully, he still listens. We'll know. We'll know. We'll know when he says something, <laughs> or if he doesn't. <laughs> But um, he brought this to our attention. This is a, um, I don't know, a horror house? Yes. I think might be the best way to describe it. And I'll let Kyle take the story. But it is, it was on a episode of Dark Tourists, um, which I think I've mentioned before on the show. Dark Tourism. Dark Tourism, that's right. It's on Netflix. Um, It was on one of these episodes and... uh, Crazy place, but I'll let Kyle take this. And then I have some stories about some little people. Some little fairy guys. Go ahead, um, Yeah, so this is... So, for those of you who don't know, Eric and I are located in Nashville, yes. Tennessee. And uh, this... So, it's called... It's labeled a extreme haunted house. Mm-hmm. And it's 70 miles south of Nashville... In Summertown? Summer... Is it Summertown? I think it's Summertown, Tennessee. Uh-huh. Um, and it's a small town. has, like, just over 800 people. And this guy, uh, McCamey, first got his start in San Diego, was there for 10 years, and he hosts these, like I said, these notorious extreme haunted houses, and... The, the waiver for this haunted house takes um, eight hours to yeah. go through. Um, there are the things, some things on the waiver. Uh, let me pull it up. Um, participant fully understands that by signing this waiver, they are giving McCamey Manor permission to keep nothing off the table except sexual or inappropriate situations. Everything else imaginable can and will be, can and will happen inside McCamey Manor. Number twenty nine. So these are these are just examples. Yep. Participant agrees to and has full knowledge that if selected to if selected to visit the barber, participant may leave McCamey Manor completely bald, including eyebrows. Number thirty. Participant agrees and acknowledges that mousetraps are used on the tour, which may result in bruising or breaking of fingers. Is this from the National Scene article? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Number 73. uh, Participant agrees to be exposure to extreme temperatures. Number 74. Having plastic wrapped tightly over his or her face. Number 75. Having his hands and feet (laughs) zip-tied. Um, so I don't, I don't know which number this goes up to, but like, yeah. like it says, it's, you get the point. It's pretty intense. And the, it, they call it a tour mm-hmm. and the person going through the tour can pick two freebies that they're like, Hey, don't, don't like, yeah. I don't mess with that. Don't do that. Um, so the person in this, in this article, um, said no needles was there, was one of their, um, things. And so these tours, or this guy films them, yes. and puts them on YouTube, and he has one that had one video that has fourteen million followers or fourteen million views, excuse me, and then another video that has two million views. Um, one woman that went through, uh. She's trying to sue because she claims she, that she got waterboarded. Yeah. Um, this was in San Diego, This right? was in San Diego. Yeah, and she, uh, McKimmy said, We do not waterboard. We do not kind of even waterboard. It's such a psychological what, what we're doing. It's totally safe. So McKimmy a lot of times hires, most of the time, hires actors. So he isn't physically like doing any of these things. But apparently there are like paintball guns, whips. Um, they'll put they'll put you in like a freezing tub of water. Yep. And so everyone that goes through this, it is 
Let me see how long it is real quick. I think it said up to 10 hours. Is it? Yeah, so no one's... At most. No one's completed... Mm-hmm. No one's completed... Apparently, if you complete it, you get $20,000. Apparently. Um, but McKimmy said no one... No one will complete it because, like, I'm a master at yeah. this psychological torture. Um, <laughs> uh, essentially. So, the full stay, here we go, full stay lasts for 10 hours, and no one has made it to the supposed Huntsville portion of the show. So, the, uh, there's a Nashville portion, and then once you complete that, there's a second location that you drive to. That's what I heard. To Huntsville. From the Nashville scene article, yeah. Um, so no one, no one's made it to the Huntsville location and the average visit is, uh, I, I believe it said seven minutes. That, that just, that seems weird. Eight minutes. The average time spent at Summertown McKimmy Manor lasts just eight minutes. So apparently the wait list for this, there's like thousands and thousands of people um, it doesn't cost anything. All you need to do for price of admission is bring a 50-pound, like, sack of dog food. And yeah. He, and he donates it. Donates. So it, does, it doesn't cost anything. Um, some other stuff that they do is this one woman claims that they had her dig a hole <laughs> with her hands. They put her in the hole. She was, she was like, duct-taped. Put like a straw in her mouth and then buried her in the hole. So the only thing keeping her <laughs> like having fresh air was like to breathe through the straw. Um. Yeah, what are your thoughts? So that that's like an initial overview. In this Nashville scene article, there are. I'll I'll do one negative and and one positive review from it. But what are your uh, what are your initial thoughts? starters my initial thoughts are that people have too much time on their hands <laughs> we're too civilized <laughs> um yeah man i don't don't well one i don't understand why you'd want to do this to yourself and two from mccammy's uh point of view or like from his background i guess um he knows people eat this up Oh, people love it. He knows it. people are I mean, crazy. Four, 14 million. Dude, yeah. He knows people are nuts and that they're just going to eat this stuff up. And he has... A, the. I, I just saw a number 24,000 was like, at one time, how many people were on the wait list. Mm-hmm. So he obviously... He, 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 might be, he might be an odd guy, kind of crazy, but he, he, knows, he knows what he's doing. Like, he, he understands that people will want to like at least experience this doesn't matter how long they last but like he he knows that people are freaky <laughs> dude really freaky and um apparently what gets a lot of people is the the water the water and the darkness and the other thing is a, a lot of times are blindfolded but is the fake blood so like you think your injuries so on the waiver form it says like hey you're gonna bleed and get bruises and like maybe like a couple sprains yeah. but like you're gonna be okay. Um, one person did have a heart attack, but uh, he's like, you can have a heart attack anywhere. So who knows if that, that was on true. us? And that it's like, eh, well, you stress induce people to like almost to have seizures. So I think it's also for the people that go to that they can say they went. No, oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's a total experience thing, <laughs> um, especially in I feel like where it's located. Yeah. Um, it's you know it's free convenient location for a lot of people although people have traveled from Europe I saw and that. all 50 states to participate mm-hmm. um, but I mean for a lot of people one person said that he's been multiple times it's from Texas he's 10 hour drive I, I saw that guy so this or- is this is one of the positive reviews he is a, a veteran and he says he's done it multiple times because <clears throat> he found it therapeutic and it's a way to cope with missing the adrenaline rush he felt during his time in the army. Mm. I can understand that. I tried to fill those gaps with some extreme things. Vance tells the scene. Uh, skydiving, bungee jumping, rock climbing, I've done everything. I don't get that adrenaline rush from jumping out of a plane anymore. 
That's like next level adrenaline rush. Dude, I, I couldn't imagine. I mean, the people people leave here, like I said, you could... I mean, possible broken fingers. Yeah. Like, bruises, like, literally everywhere. Like, the one... So, the one woman in the negative review, she said she had got a, a hairline fracture in her foot. Um, I brought up the thing about the, uh, the straw. Mm-hmm. She said that they, like, fish took her. It's where you stick your fingers in your mouth and you pull. So, it, like, cuts open your lips. Um... Said she got, like, basically beat up, like, smacked in the face a ton of times. Yeah. Like, had bruising, black eyes, stuff like that. Like, went to the hospital, got had, like, whip marks. <laughs> Gosh. If she signed a waiver, though. Said she was tased, like, a ton of times. So, that that's another thing that is super interesting, mm-hmm. is that uh, McKamey is really like in tune with all the laws he is yeah and stuff and so he <laughs> has never formally been sued in court mm. uh however tennessee is a what is it called it's a it's a it's a consent state where consent can like stop at any time so just because they signed the waiver if they ask for it to be stopped Apparently, there's a safe phrase. Yes, I saw that. Um, so, if they ask it to be stopped during any time of the tour, it they the actors have to stop because mm. of the laws in, ten, in, in Tennessee. To where even though you signed the waiver, the waiver can go out the window. Yeah. Um, hmm. The police were called... I think once because neighbors heard screaming <laughs> and before he starts the tour he basically calls dispatch and says like hey I'm doing one of these things that's how the article begins yeah, yeah. and they're like alright man sounds good tweet <laughs> and then they hang up and he, he goes and does this thing that's wild that's wild but... I, I can't believe the average person lasts 8 minutes the other weird thing is that you have to show up in adult onesie yes I love you that you show up in an, an adult onesie that with might be the coolest part dog food no. 50 pounds of dog food no. um, is there any possibility that you would ever do this no no. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do this for, for $20,000 no. no there are more important things to me than I mean <laughs> Dude, getting tased repeatedly or getting shot with a paintball gun or whipped. The article seemed, though, at the end to say... uh, At the end, it seemed like this Nashville Scene article was saying that a lot of the stuff on the waiver never actually happens. No, well, and that... Because people... Well, one, I think people don't make it that far. uh And two, it's just... They do it. I think it's in your head that, like, whatever's going to happen is just, like... I'm sure that I can't believe this is happening and yeah. like you know it's in the back of your head like what happens if I get whipped or yeah. tased or I've taken a paintball gun to bare skin I have too that's not it's not great like no. you bleed a little bit yeah. but like you welt up but if that happens like 20 times you're just like like what am I doing like why am I going through this but, and it's voluntary. Like this. Well, right. Is, you could just end it. <clears throat> exactly. It's another thing. Like if in some crazy scenario you were actually kidnapped and held hostage, uh-huh. and you had you, like you had no escape. Like you were just being tortured to be tortured. All right. <clears throat> this is like voluntary. So when you that feel, adds a whole other element. When you feel like apparently they they don't they said they don't waterboard but they've made it they've made it to where you feel like you're going to drown mm. and he said that that gets a lot of people feeling like you're going to drown with the ice cold water um I mean yeah dude the waiver process takes so long and you're going through and there's fake blood and you feel like you you know your nose just exploded or that you're you know, like, dude, that that stuff gets to you, especially if you are blindfolded. Uh, uh-uh. Nope. Blind darkness, yeah, dude. Darkness and water, and drowning. How the, wild! The drowning that? reaction is usually an end all be all for most people, unless you're like super. Unless you have to, you got to stay super calm and not get worked up. Like you said, it's it's all voluntary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
The fear of the unknown in and in itself can be terrifying, and that's part of it. Mm. The whole thing is head games, and that's what's great about it. <laughs> the guy, the army guy that yeah. that, that quote from has yeah. a has a tattoo of the place on his right arm. Yes, I remember reading that. Yeah, he got a tattoo on his arm. That that's is, wild. That is wild. <laughs> yeah, that's nuts. That's just like your weekend trip is going to get just like abused. I mean, that that's what it is. It, it is it is voluntary like physical pain. Yeah. yeah and yeah. like you said psychological. Yeah. You know, torture. Yeah. Apparently they what they know from your personal life, they'll like scoop off the internet. Mm-hmm. Um and like yell at you or like use against you in the tour as well. Ah. So in the negative review where this woman was like this was miserable, like they took it way too far. She was having a nothing physical had happened but she was thinking about divorcing her husband for someone that she met on McKimmy's like one of his fan sites oh and they found out about it because like obviously like he runs it yeah and did apparently just destroyed her over like cheating's unacceptable like you're the worst kind of person like obviously not that like way more intense stuff yeah way just vulgar stuff I'm sure Wow. Dude, wild. Yeah, it, it is. It is. It really is. Like, there's scary... There's, like, a s- scary houses and, like, haunted house stuff. This isn't even like that. This no. Is, this is just... Way worse. Uncomparable. Humanistic, just savagery. Tolerable savagery. It's just, like... I, I, don't, I don't know. I really don't understand it, but, hey... He's got something going, man. Dude, he really He's does. got something going. You can't you can't fault him for that. Quote from McKinney, I do it for the fans. <laughs> He's for the people. He said he does it for guys like the army guy, his name's Brian. Yeah. He said, yeah. I do it for guys like Brian. These are enthusiastic people who understand and appreciate the art form of what we're doing. Mm. This is an art form. He did, I remember he called it an art form in the article. Yeah. Do you think you could last longer than eight minutes? Yes, I do. I do. I do think I could last longer than eight minutes. Like, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, unless people are, f- like, physically punching me, I think I can last longer than eight minutes. Dude, they, they are. I mean, they're not physically be They're not, like, abusing you physically. They, you might get hit, but they, oh, yeah, you they're don't not, walk they're not, out. They just don't throw you in the corner and just, like... No, that's what I'm. No, and that's what I'm saying. You just get tased a bunch. (laughs) They just tase you in the corner. They don't punch you. No, I'm saying like I mean I could take a few bruises Uh like for ten ten minutes. What about a broken finger? Um, They tell you to crawl, and you're a mouse. A mouse trap hits your finger and it breaks. That would be tough. I don't know about that. Because that right that happens, and then in your head you're just like yeah. Why am I doing? What that? else is gonna happen? Or, or right, like th- I this is totally voluntary. Why am I doing this? And then they pour it some fake blood on it. You think your fingers popped off? You take off your mask or your uh, yeah your uh, blindfold, and it's your fingers just snapped in half. Right, like that would that would fuck me up. I'm not gonna lie. That would probably. Oh, well, and that's what they do, and that's yeah. why no one makes it, because they have like some pretty extensive props. Yeah. Um, apparently McKinney's ex-girlfriend took a lot of props when they mm. broke up. And they split after San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. So. What happens in San Diego stays in San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> How long do you think you would last? Dude, I'm soft, man. I'm Dude. charming soft. <laughs> I'm Southern California, Cali, baby. Cali soft. It's a, there, there are certain things that I would be okay with. Same. Where Same. I, I could last That's kind of a little longer, but there mm-hmm. are other things where I would just be like, for that reason, and for that reason, I'm out. I would not be okay with insects. Hate insects. Oh, yeah. Hate yeah. bees. I didn't bring I that the up. They it. have, um, like, bees, cockroaches, spiders, mosquitoes. I mean, dude, you could, you could, could they could just put you in a room with, like, ten bees, mosquitoes, cockroaches crawling all over you. I mean that that, that, that it wouldn't it wouldn't kill you. No, it, it wouldn't would kill you, but it would suck. Terrible. That awful. would be terrible. It's awful. B- blindfolded in a room with bees and cockroaches. I'm good. 
I'm tapping out. And you just like you just feel it, and there's yeah. no, there's nothing you can do there's but nothing. quit. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's voluntary. It's that's crazy. So it makes you wonder, man. You're right. People just people do it just to say that they did it and they tried. Yeah, I feel like the it's because it said like one dude lasted like ten seconds. My thinking is <laughs> he's like, okay, I'm going in. <laughs> 10 seconds, I'm out. Like, uh-huh. he already had that preordained thing. Yeah. He just wanted to, like, see the thing happen. One one thing, one cold yeah. ice cube ran down his back. <laughs> he's like, woo! Drop an ice cube down his shirt. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's that's my guess, but who knows? I don't know. I'm sure I'm sure this guy's a good time. I'm sure McKamey... Did he use normal? No, definitely not. I was going to say, I don't think so. No, I don't think you can be. No, no, no. After this article, I would like told Eric I needed a break, and I was yeah. like, "That's when you took a nap." A little, a little like taking it back. Yeah, I was like, "Hey man, I I need I can't do this." Um, there's a website. Yeah, uh, McKamey Manor sure. does have a website. It's McKameyManor.com, right? Yeah, yeah. Check it out if you're interested, dude. Some of the some of the videos that I watched weird. I haven't watched any videos. I don't, I might, I don't know that I, I, I don't know that I should. Yeah, do you want to sleep tonight? Uh, yeah, I do. I do. Well, I, wouldn't recommend I like sleep. it. I like sleep. Wouldn't recommend it. Well, any last thoughts on this one? Choose life. Choose life. Agreed. To choose, choose life is, is my only recommendation. I mean, dude, having cockroaches just crawl. Yeah, and that's like not even the worst thing. That doesn't even cause you pain. Oh no! Just it's just gross and concerning. Do you have any nasty? No, that's dude. I I think uh, ah, I'm good. Everything's uh, (laughs) the insects would be the worst part for me. I think I could take a few punches. I take. uh, I don't know if uh, a taser would be tough to recover from. Dude, the cold water would suck. The cold water would definitely getting, suck. Getting tased would suck. Getting I, whipped I could probably would take suck. it. Whipped would, uh, yeah. I'm. I could take some. I. I feel like I could take the physical. Again, this is me saying this, but I feel like I could take physical longer than, the insects and whatnot. Uh, so. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Some of the videos are just. It's too much. It's too yeah. much. Mm. Yeah, if you want to, check it out. <laughs> 24,000 person waiting list, so, hey. Plan it out. I wonder how often he does it. Like, is this like a five-day-a-week type thing, or... Uh, I don't know. Oh, my goodness. The, the woman that wrote the negative review, the one that was trying to sue, sue him, him, that mm-hmm. said she had hairline fracture, commented on the Nashville Scene article. Ah, What'd she say? Hi, uh, Laura Brotherton here. Hope you kind of see what kind of person Russ really is. You saw what they did to me. Sounds like he puts you through the same bad thing. And then it, it dude, it's like... A few paragraphs? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's like two paragraphs. Yeah. He, he's an actor himself. He doesn't care about the well-being of others. All he cares about is what looks good on camera so he can exploit others as well. <laughs> I mean, I guess you have to take her word for it. Uh, I don't know, man. Those are tough. But, uh, I mean, uh, she knew, it sounded like you knew what you were getting into. That's my that's my only thing. Is you knew you knew what you were going into. It's voluntary. I was I was going to say everything that I read that she complained about happening to her seemed within the 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 waiver, and I'm sure there's a ton of shit on there that obviously is not even included in the. Article. Well, right, like yeah, you said, like it's, it's all just like, oh my god, I'm gonna get eaten yeah. by scorpions, like <laughs> <laughs> some big ass scorpions. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's stuff on there that we would just like blink our eyes at, just like what, uh-huh. and it's probably what she experienced. No, I right. I'm not. I'm yeah. not denying her experience. No, no, I'm yeah. sure it was very traumatic. But I'm sure that 
nature of the beast. Yeah. I feel like I, I totally agree with you. She totally said that she was like bleeding and she had a, a surgery scar ripped open on her knee from like I did I did read that kneeling or or crawling and it's like yeah. That, no, I'm. I'm sure you did. I'm sure that. I'm, ha- sure, that <laughs> I'm sure that happened. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I digress. But yeah, check out the website McCamey Manor, uh, dot com, and uh, maybe you're interested in going here in the great state of Tennessee. Here in the the great state, <laughs> the volunteer state. Volunteer, volunteer state, exactly. Well, cool. Um, yeah. I um, was just deciding what other stories I wanted to do for this episode, and uh, dude, I for I love these stories of like uh, individuals seeing like these little people, these little uh, these little fairy type um, nature spirits, if you will, um, and yeah, I don't know what is that reaction. Are you still looking up videos? No. Oh. Uh, Russ McKimmy. Yeah. Commented back on the woman's post. Oh no. McKimmy himself. Yeah. Nothing. He was just saying how like basically you know what you signed up for and like what you're saying that we like hurt you like isn't true and all this other stuff. Hmm. Love a little banter. Love love the back and forth. <laughs> um. Well, this first story I found um, comes from the great state of Pennsylvania. Um, And this is from thoughtco.com. It says, this person named KT apparently had a face-to-face encounter. It says, in October 2003 in Greensburg, Pennsylvania, I was out playing on our patio with my two-and-a-half-year-old son when he stopped suddenly and asked me, who was the little man sitting on our stone wall? I looked where he was pointing and saw nothing, but the area looked different somehow. Shimmery, she says. Later in January 2004, we were again outside playing this time with my husband, when the most beautiful snow began to fall. It was just coming onto dusk, and I said I wanted to take a quick walk in the woods, and my husband would watch our son while I went. Back in the woods. Classic. Yep, into the woods. I started through the woods and was somewhat perplexed by how different everything looked. Hard to describe, she says again, shimmery, is the first word that comes to mind. As I rounded a bend in the path, I came face to face, about three or four feet away, with a little elf-looking man peering right at me from behind a tree. It was almost a stereotypical elf. Long, pointy ears, long, funny-shaped nose, very long fingers, and a pointy cap. It was wearing red clothes and a hat, and its skin appeared to be very light lavender. I let out a startled, oh, (laughs) and it jerked back and disappeared. Um, interesting thing about this story is kind of like the, she, she says that it like, she started to like almost have like a hallucination or Uh like maybe an, an alternate dimension type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Where it started to be like shimmery and stuff. Um, and I have heard that before in other accounts. So that's an interesting, maybe possibility that there's these little creatures that are able to pop in and out of existence in our reality. Um, the the interesting the how should I say this the um, the stories that I find interesting are ones from like back like in the 1800s and previous because Uh I feel like it's a possibility that um, modern day pop culture of like elves or fairies have like influenced our uh, collective consciousness of what like a fairy looks like right and so like this fairy that she described is arguably what like a cartoon fairy looks Uh like you know what I mean shiny yeah like pointy hat in the woods in the woods exactly yeah she's Keyboard elf. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, That's a good point. Yeah, so I, I like, I like, and there's a couple, there's a story um, in here that I'll end with that talks about, uh, yeah, like a, sto- uh, a story from back in the day, if you will. Um, so there's one story from um, 
from Iceland, actually. Ooh. You remember how I had talked about... Uh, yeah. About the people... They were making that road. Yeah, they were making the road. Um, but here's one from England. Or actually, Canada. Okay. It says, when I was six years old, I just moved from England to Canada. One night I woke up and saw six or seven little men. They seemed so friendly and asked me all about my toys on the floor and what they did. But what amused them the most was the way my soft toy bunny rabbit at the end of my bed. When I showed them that it had a zipper and that's where my pajamas were kept, they all cracked up. They stayed a while, (laughs) but my greatest memory is how happy they were. And I will always treasure that. (laughs) I thought that was hilarious. Like... Okay. That was that was a great uh, a great read through you had. Yeah. How They're, happy they were. How happy they were. And I will always treasure that. <laughs> I just thought that was funny because that gives like no specific details about anything. Literally zero. Zero. Um, here's one from California. It says, "I do believe in fairies." My daughter and I rented a trailer in El Cajon, California, in 2010. One morning, we were all eating breakfast in the kitchen, and out of the corner of my eye, I saw a fairy floating in the air. It was a female, about three feet in height, sparkling gold dust all around her. At the same time, my oldest daughter said, Mommy, Mommy, there's a fairy sparkling gold dust, sprinkling gold dust everywhere over the window. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. (laughs) Another short and sweet. Another short and sweet one. Um... Kind of sounded like Tinkerbell. It did kind of sound like Tinkerbell. Well, that that's kind of that's kind of what I was saying earlier. Is that Pre- previous accounts are more? Uh, yes. Uh, less tarnished less by tarnished. Uh, yeah. other creative. You know. Other creative minds. Yeah, definitely. Um, here's the Iceland one. I just found it. It says, Iceland also has its elves, who are said to be very protective of their habitations. Those who attempt to disturb them are in for trouble. One story about, um, or I said, one story is told of the construction of a new harbor in 1962. It says, repeated attempts to blast away rocks continually failed, equipment malfunctioned, and workers were regularly being injured or falling ill. Then an old man named Olafur... Baldursen claimed that the reason for the trouble was that the site of the blast was home to some little people. He told the city authorities that he would work out a deal with the little people. When he came back and reported that the little folks were satisfied, the work proceeded with no problems. Citizens of one of the most literate nations in the world take their elves quite seriously. Even today, Iceland's well-known elf spotter her name is Erla Steffensdotter, has helped Reykjavik's planning department and tourist authorities create maps that chart the haunts of hidden folk. The public roads authority quite often root roads around hollowed boulders and other spots believed to be inhabited by elves. Hmm. So. There you go, like you said. As I has previously stated in past episodes. Per previous episodes. Per previous her previous episodes yes Iceland in fact take this they take this into account there you go I guess that is the flexibility you have when you are in a country such as Iceland I guess it is <laughs> when you have what is it 300,000 or something uh-huh. maybe a little more 300,000 yeah. people roughly you uh, can plan your cities around little people yeah um, our last story comes from the great city of Detroit, but this Detroit is one that we probably wouldn't recognize. Oh. This is early Detroit, 1700s Detroit. Not my Detroit. Not my, the not Detroit my Detroit I went Detroit. and visited a couple of years ago was... The Silver Dome Detroit, <laughs> not, maybe not the best Detroit. Not, not quite. I don't think the Silver Dome is there anymore. I think it's they knocked it down. Center. Yeah. Ford oh, is that what Field? they built? Ford. Ford Field. It's not the Silver did you, Dome. Did you, have you played in the Silver Dome? 
soccer, dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, you probably wouldn't. There's no reason for you. But yeah, we played soccer in the in the old Silverdome. Yeah, so they they imploded it. Yeah, classic. Dude, that's how was that? That was fun. That was that was one of my most memorable games. What was that for? It was we played Vardar. Uh-huh. You heard of Vardar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we played Vardar, their academy. I played Vardar too. Up in there, yeah. Did you win? Yeah. Uh, two one. When nice. I played, yeah, we we went there obviously multiple times, but yeah. That's really cool. So did we? By the way, side note. Ah, nice. Um, thank you. That's really cool. You guys got to play in the. Uh, yeah. In the Silverdome. It's crazy that they just used to have benches everywhere. Oh, that's what Lambeau feels like. Yeah. They well, they do have some seats, I've but heard, they I've heard have that. just, just benches. benches. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How wild is that? Super easy. I mean, super very easy. Very easy. Uh, but anyway, this story um, is about um, old Detroit, and it talks about a little dwarf entity called the nine. The Nine Rouge, or Red Dwarf. And it says that this um, d- this entity mm-hmm. um, is um, part of Native American legend, uh, legend up there. And uh, it says that they, they were creatures known as the Nine Rouge, said to be mischievous um, little creatures that helped... They were kind of like nature spirits. Um, they were mischievous. Um, they were protectors of the land, caretakers of the earth. Um, however, when the French settlers started coming over, it says that they brought their own mythology of fairy-like entities known as the Lutin, L-U-T-I-N, which has its origins in Normandy. Um, the Lutin were long considered to be mean-spirited. Oh, this Tricksters. Is, I feel like this is our first mean-spirited... Yeah. A little mean-spirited, uh, yeah, because the others were kind of like just hanging out, uh-huh. yeah, and they would like play pranks, and um, the idea is that these two uh, traditions mm-hmm. crossed over, and so this story from Mysterious Universe talks about how um, the. This famous story um, of the founder of Detroit, his name, his French name, um, the last name is Cadillac. Okay. Antoine de la Motte Cadillac. Love that. I believe. Very sweet last name. Yes. But anyway, the car, uh-huh. Cadillac, is of course. obviously named after that. Um, so in 1701, March 10th of that year... He was having a party. It says, During this event, a mysterious fortune teller allegedly appeared with a cat on her shoulder. When she read his palm, she told him that he was destined to start a great city, but that this new colony would be the place of great strife and bloodshed. She also warned him to pay heed to the Nine Rouge and to not upset it, as this would certainly mean his downfall, which the skeptical leader scoffed at. So... Fast forward, when Cadillac did found, did, he eventually founded Detroit, he apparently was out with his wife one night for a walk, and he overheard two men complaining about the new city. One of them said that they had seen the Nine Rouge, which was a sign of bad things to come. Soon after he heard these two men, he apparently, Cadillac himself, um, apparently, Witnessed a dwarf-like creature covered in black reddish fur with a beady, fierce, with beady, fierce red eyes. He ran into this thing and knocked it over the head with his cane. But apparently, this thing just laughed at him and ran away. Yikes! Um, the creature was apparently spotted multiple times after that. Um one time by a farmer claiming to have seen it on the roof of a barn trying to rile up the horses. (laughs) I just picture it like on the roof of a barn it just hops on a horse and rides away. Um, Do you imagine trying to explain that to the police? No. That a little person stole your keep stealing your horses? Yeah. 
That'd be tough. That would be tough. They would probably just laugh at you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway, I, I'm, just, I'm just having this picture of this thing riding a horse and it's cracking me up. Um, another farmer claimed that the thing would appear at night and peer into his windows and steal his chickens. <laughs> there there, there, <laughs> there you, go. you go. What a crazy guy. Um, so the most well-known of these sightings was an encounter with one of these little beasts on July 30th, 1763. On this day, 250 British troops had amassed in preparation for a surprise attack on a rebel force made up of a confederacy of Native Americans that had uh, defied British post-war policies. Mm -hmm. And in an insurgent uprising known as Pontiac's War, named after one of the fierce leaders of the Odawa, or one of the fiercest leaders, the Odawa Chief Pontiac. Mm -hmm. Um, Apparently this was like, it had devolved into a brutal, ruthless campaign involved various atrocities such as slaughtering civilians, um, executing prisoners. Um, the British were eager to squash this rebellion um, as quickly as possible. On this day in what would be in in what would be called the Battle of Bloody Run, the British forces crept up along a tributary of the Detroit River. On their way towards Pontiac's encampment, hoping to launch a decisive surprise attack against the chief, they were surprised to find a large contingent of 400 Native American warriors waiting for them. The ensuing battle would drive the British back and was said to be so bloody and vicious that the creek ran with blood. Damn. That's why it's called Bloody Run. Nearly 60 British soldiers would die, including the commander, Captain James Daliel, or Daliel, whose corpse was decapitated so that his head could be paraded about a stick for all to see. There you go. Says the reputation of the Nine Rouge as being a portent of death and disaster continued into the days of the Great Detroit Fire of 1805, which would burn the city to the ground. In the days leading up to the fire, the Nine Rouge was reportedly seen numerous times by citizens, um, with some even claiming that they saw the little evil red haired man dancing in the flames. Could you? Could you imagine? Could you? <laughs> the fire or the little red-haired guy? Both. <laughs> no, I, I could imagine the fire. I was not... going to say, could you imagine one fire like, I mean, Chicago, oh De- my Detroit, gosh. San Francisco? Well, dude, all the cities were made out of wood. Well, right, like one fire, but like, that that's like your story, that's your claim, yeah. is that this guy... This one little person burned the entire city mm. to the ground. I know, right? The creature was also seen in the aftermath of the War of 1812 when the defeated General William Hall reported seeing it peering from the fog on the sidelines and grinning with its disgusting teeth during his surrender of Detroit in 1813. Um, it continues on in 18, October of 1872. A woman named Jane Dacey claimed that she had just come back to her house on Elizabeth, on Elizabeth Street from running errands when she encountered what she described as a creature with blood-red eyes, long teeth, and rattling hooves lurking in a darkened room. The encounter was so shocking that the woman passed out and ended up being bedridden. That's <laughs> <laughs> so... Don't want to run across that guy. Uh, In 1884, another woman claimed she had been savagely attacked and beaten as she walked across the street at night by a beast that looked like a baboon with a horned head, brilliant restless eyes, and a devilish leer on its face. Even in the 20th century, the beast... Um, we're still up to their tricks. The creature was sighted a few times before the eight, uh, 1967 Detroit Uprising, which is one of the race riots that yeah, swept yeah, across yeah. the nation. Uh-huh. Um, one witness at the time described the creature as doing backflips and cartwheels <laughs> down 12th Street during the police raid of a bar. Uh, then in 1976, two utility workers reported seeing the Nine Rouge climbing up a utility pole just before one of the worst snowstorms in the city's history. So. I wonder if you went to the Detroit and brought this up if people yeah. are like if they're like, hey, don't talk about that. Ah, oh, that's a good point. If they are just like, hey, we like don't mess with that. We don't mess with that guy. It's possible. I bet in certain areas. 
Yeah. I did. I bet in certain areas that's taken like very seriously. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, dude, just like in Iceland, I'm sure if you bring up, uh huh, yeah, that stuff. I'm sure people know about it. The most, um, one of the most recent sightings was in '96. The Michigan Believer ran a story about a pair that had witnessed. Um, sorry. Uh, wow, that's very oddly worded. Uh, a story about a pair of witnesses who claimed that they had just exited a nightclub when they saw a tiny hunched over man wearing what looked like a filthy tattered fur coat um, attempting a car burglary. <laughs> Dude, this guy's at all time. Dude, he's just goofing around, man. As recently as 2017, there have been reports of the Nine Rouge um, on a Reddit um, commenter called the infamous Nine Nine. Gave two curious accounts of what appeared to be the creature. Um, so, yeah. There you have it. Stay Little devilish guy just goofing around in Detroit. Stay woke. Stay woke. So. But what's crazy about these little people stories is there's like, it's like, it's sort of like Bigfoot. There is like commentary from like all around the world. Yeah. Like Africa, South America, Mexico. China. Scandinavia, China. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. What do you think? You think there's little? Do you think there's little guys out there, just hanging out, goofing around? There might be multiple little Mar- guys. Multiple out little guys. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I think I think just yeah. I think the uh, alter alternate like dimension thing is uh, probably the most feasible. Well, most of them seem happy. Most, yeah. Dude, alternate dimensions, that is something that is crazy to me because we know that, like, that, like, exists. It's possible. Probable. But we don't know that exists. We don't know that it exists. We can't prove it. Can't prove it. But according to, like, high levels of math and physics, it is not only possible, but from my, what I understand, like, probable. Yeah. Yeah. And that is wild. That's nuts. It is. It's crazy when you think about it. That could be like another you. And according to other dimensions, there are. There's almost infinite other dimensions with infinite possibilities. Man. No. Good thought. With infinite possibilities, think there could be another me that's just like. My arms are just like a little bit longer. You're a little more fit. You're right. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> like you're just yeah. you're just a little stronger or a little stronger, taller. Your teeth are just like a little bit wider. Better looking. Well, eh, might be a little difficult. Maybe there's one out there. Maybe there's one in the <laughs> infinite number of dimensions. There might be one. Uh, well, good thought to end on. Um, yeah, hope you enjoyed the uh, story. Um, check out that um, McCamey Manor. Um, I think there's probably a rabbit hole you could go down on that one. Guaranteed. Definitely. Um, I wonder if there are other places like that that might not have the... Uh, popularity. Popularity. I bet publicity. there are. I'm there's sure usually, there are. There's usually limitations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like we always do, I will post the... Um, information that we used for today that last story is from Mysterious Universe classic um, always good summaries by those guys um, and yeah the other ones were, th- were from Thought Co so I uh, I told you I had a question for you oh you did <laughs> so I, I have two yes are moose the North American elephant Moose or elk? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, and then my second, my second question mm-hmm. was: Would you rather live full time? Okay. In an RV or a sailboat? Oh, wow! Wow! I like that one. How big is the sailboat? Is this like a luxury sailboat, like good size? Yeah. 
Like if you see Fifty I, First Dates, I'll consider. Yeah, like that type of book. Have I said we've literally watched that movie together like three times? <laughs> I think I've watched it, and you've just been hanging out. I love that. Is, that's arguably my favorite like rom com of all time. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, dude, I love Fifty First Dates. I did know that. Um. Yeah, I'll say it's luxury. Yeah. Because okay. I mean, RVs. You're not living like in a car. No. Yeah. You can make a RV pretty luxurious. Mm-hmm. Dude, I know I'm not a huge uh, water person, but I, I think I'm going to go sailboat. Mm, boat I guy. feel like that'd be awesome. Oh, what up, yeah. Captain? I'd have to learn how to sail. You know, sail first. Yeah, I have to get around. I can drive fine. But yeah. Where do you want your sailboat to be stationed? Oh, like a houseboat. No, it's a saying? sailboat. But like, I don't know, you could you could choose like the east east coast of like the uh, United States yeah. and then you just bop around the east coast yeah. where it's like you could take longer trips to yeah definitely I probably want to well there's a lot on the east coast that's for sure Whew. I would do a sailboat and probably do the east coast east coast yeah okay yeah that's good questions thank you I feel are you, I feel like you'd be a sailboat guy too yeah yeah I'd probably be a sailboat guy except yeah. I'd do like Bermuda, like the Bahamas. Oh yeah, you could do the Bahamas. Just hop, island hop down there. Around the Caribbean. That doesn't sound too bad. Mm. Being on a boat would be tough, but I, I, you know, I'm water guy. I do. You are like, water guy, yeah. I don't necessarily like being in the water or like swimming a lot, but like I do love being by the water. You can dock up though. Yeah, I'm sure. Hundred percent. Yeah. Sure, just dock it up. Walk around, have some fun. Good questions. Thank you. Yeah. Well, cool. <laughs> Go ahead and end. Listeners, decide for yourselves. Are there little men breaking into cars and climbing light poles? I don't know. <laughs> I think Kyle's skeptical. Detroit for me <laughs> is just like... Detroit's a strange place for uh, like that to happen, I feel like. It, it is just one of the least desirable That places. is also true. That is also true. I would not... In my opinion... I have heard it's getting better, but... I hope so. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. Um, you can catch us on Twitter at World We Live Pod. Um, find us on iTunes, um, and we are officially on Podbean. Mm-hmm. Check us out there if you're listening on your laptop, for sure. Um, rate and review on iTunes. Let us know what you think. And, yeah. Uh, I, have, I have one last announcement. Okay. Breaking news. Yes. It is my grandparents' 50th wedding anniversary today. today. Wow. Shout out to Kathy and Oliver. 50 years. Yes. Love you guys. That's awesome. Wow. Coming in town next Dang week. It. Yeah. 50 years. 50 years. I can't imagine doing anything for 50 years. Well, uh, we can ask them about it. We can is ask them come in what 50 next years week? sounds like. Feels like. A lot of ups and downs. <laughs> Sweet. Um, Thank you guys again, and we'll catch you next week.